Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Final hour here on Beak at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Christian Ocero filling in for Jay Binkley as he had the night off after filling in for Cody Tapp on Cody and Gold. Had a fun first two hours of the show. If you missed them, they will be on the podcast page, 610sports.com in the Odyssey app. Just go to Bink at Night, Bink Sunday. We'll be right there. Salvador Perez, his matchup with Pete Alonso currently happening right now. Right now, Alonso is up to bat. Perez will follow. Right now, he's at 18 home runs. Pete Alonso. So, when Salvi steps into the batter box, we will keep you updated on his score. But Alonso is uh, putting up a very good performance here thus far. He's been launching these. They're, they're moonshots, but they're not going like super far. But the, he's definitely hitting them high. And I will say this. There's a lot of guys that don't like to participate in the home run derby because they feel like it kind of throws their swing off. Because when you're going out there and you're hitting all these shots, I mean, you're trying to swing for the fences every time you hit it. And it's so hard to then readjust to hitting in regular major league games because – you're so used to trying to hit a hit these home runs because you're practicing uh, for the derby, and then you do the derby uh, to just going in and just trying to shorten your 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 swing and get contact. So it, it's really really tough for them to be able to kind of fix their get back to their regular way of hitting after having done the derby. So uh, hopefully this doesn't throw off Salvi's swing as we get into the second half of the season. Pete Alonso finishes. Uh, his regular time with 25, but he's about to start his bonus time uh, as he's uh, in the middle of a break right now. And uh, he will get one more minute to try and uh, add some more home runs to his total. But he is launching right now. I think this has been the best performance thus far of the uh, of the the first round matchup. So Salvi is going to have a very, very tough, um, very, very tough hill to climb here as he participates in the Derby. Man, if if Salvi can can beat this performance, uh, this will this will be. I, I mean, you think 
besides Otani, he would he would be right there behind him as far as uh, as being being well, he, a favorite. He'd get the chance to play Otani too. So, I know, right? I mean, yeah, like Otani would an Ot- easy run here. I know he's got the toughest part. Like Alonso's killing it right now. He'd have to face off against uh, Otani if Otani makes it past uh, Juan Soto. So it, this is going to be tough for him. You know, Alonso, though I, I will say this: all those shots that Alonso's been throwing out, he's got to be tired. And this is very much not just uh, not just obviously you know mechanics for home runs. It's an endurance test, and these guys are, are absolutely another one from Alonso. Ooh man, Salvi's gonna have a hard hard matchup here. He got the short end of the uh, of the stick here. I, I wish he would have faced off against Joey Gallo or someone or Trevor Story. He'd had an easier matchup. But man, this is tough. Alonso is launching them right now. So we'll keep you updated when Salvi. Uh, Salvi gets in there and 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 starts swinging, but I want to get back to the talk about the Royals' first round draft pick, um, Frank Moscato, high school pitcher out of Connecticut, left hand pitcher. The Royals really like him. Uh, they think that he has the highest upside of the players that they could have drafted. It obviously isn't a pick that a lot of the baseball, uh, the baseball nerds, if you will, the the real hardcore baseball fans, you know, hardcore Royals fans liked. And if you're one of these people that's watching the the highlights, watching these pitchers or, or, or position players play as uh, Alonso finishes with 35 home runs, holy hell! Oh man, that's gonna be. It is going to be crazy for if Salvi can match or even surpass that. That is a number right there. Man, Alonso, 35 home runs. You know, let's just hope for a good performance yeah, here yeah, from Salvi. Ho- hopefully Salvi could go out just there. Just get and, up there and put in a nice 20-piece. Get, yeah, get 24, get 25, man. You know, get, ain't no shame in, 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 our, in our game if he goes out there and gets 24-25. I mean, man, that is a hell of a performance by Pete Alonso. Holy hell. Oh, man. Like maybe that bonus time will help Salvi. Woo. I think as long as they said was 514 feet. Oh my God. But yeah, if you're one of these, if you're one of these uh people who are like really hardcore, you dive into these prospects. You're not only just you're not looking at mock drafts like just before the draft. You're looking at them all throughout the spring and early summer. You're watching these guys when you can, getting clips, looking at the scouting reports, player comparisons, et cetera. If you're one of those guys, if if you know what a plus pitch is, if you know what the, the scout rankings are for these guys, if you know that stuff, if you know what these players are and you don't like the pick of Frank Mazzucato for the Royals, cool. I'm all... Like if 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 you're if you're not about it and you've done the research and everything, cool. You know you're entitled to your opinion. But if you're just a regular casual fan and you just looked at a mock draft right before the draft and you saw that Mazzucato was projected to go in the 30s or 40s, and you're angry that they didn't take the guy at number seven all named uh, Kumar Rocker when. You know, they 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 could have taken him there, and maybe you maybe you saw some clips of him, maybe you watched one of his games, but you didn't do like the in-depth research. If you just kind of or you just picked up the outrage because other people picked up the outrage, I'm not I'm not buying it. I, I'm not to me, most of the outrage about this is fake. Most of the people that are angry about the 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 pick are just angry because uh, some of the people who are are doing the the scouting and doing the reporting 
are are saying that this was a reach, or they looked at some some uh, some rankings and they saw, oh yeah, that guy was projected way lower. That's the reason why you're not really that angry. You're just angry because you want to be angry and because the team's not good. If the team was winning right now, you wouldn't be so angry. I mean, the the Royals are really sold on this guy. At least, I mean, obviously, signability played a part in it, but they really, really like this kid. Listen to Lonnie Goldberg, uh, assistant general manager of amateur scouting, talking about how talented they think this kid is. I don't know about all the rankings and where guys are supposed to go and all that. At the end of the day, you can pull those things back up two, three years from now, and they mean nothing. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time with our players. It doesn't matter. It's just uh, – somebody's you know they're doing their job they're they're ranking players but at the end of the day i think we've proven that we're going to go by our board we're going to buy, buy our scouts the guys that are actually out in the field and and evaluating players on a daily basis and comparing players and um you know so i feel really comfortable and confident with what we did salvador perez uh currently has nine home runs minute 44 left he's uh currently in break right now uh <laughs> oh man, like he's got what 26 home runs to try to catch Alonso in a minute 44 in uh, whatever bonus time he gets. Oh man, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a hill to climb there. Uh hopefully he gets to like 25, 26. Get something respectable, maybe surpass what like uh what Mancini did in the first round in his first matchup. Oh man, uh uh Salvi's got a he's got a tough hill to climb here. Um but the Royals, they, they seem to like him. Obviously, though, there are some financial constraints. Here is Dayton Moore talking about the financials, the financial aspect that went into making this. You know, we felt that uh, going into this particular draft, if, if it fell the way it did up top, um, the first six picks in front of us, that, you know, it may be really beneficial for us Um fact that there's only 20 rounds now and the the value that a lot of players put on themselves um, economically that it may be uh, a wise strategy to uh, not only look at taking the best upside player pitcher available but also uh, be able to maximize you know what uh, we can do later on with you know, the other 19 selections. And so that's a part of what we have to consider. And and they have to think about that because there was a limitation how much money they could spend, about $10 million for, you know, their their entire draft, uh, $10 million in that, in that bonus money that they can pay out. And because of that limitation, they really have to be smart with how they deal with these contracts. Salvador Perez, 14 home runs right now, uh, just over 30 seconds to go. Um, and he goes deeper into the financial aspects uh, as he talks about the difficulty of of just signing anybody that they want. Well, look, here, here's – I mean, baseball, the dynamics of baseball have, have, have just really changed. I mean, you've got round reduction. You've got minor league contraction. You've got 180 players. I mean, we, we can – we have 180 players under control. The New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers have 180 players under control. I don't even know who Mookie Betts's agent is. I mean, we don't get, we can't get involved with, with free agents of that caliber. I mean, it just, it just doesn't happen as we know in our market. So the draft is really, really important. And we we're trying to draft a major league player with all 20 selections. Uh, we need upside. We need guys that can turn into number one or number two starters. 
we we have to have uh, players that are uh, premium positions, uh, shortstops, center fielders, short uh, uh, catchers. Obviously, you got to you got to draft bats. I mean, so it's a huge, huge challenge, um, especially going forward. And um, we're going to try to take as many upside guys as we can. You talked, Glenn asked about shift and draft philosophy, et cetera. No, we're always going to try to take the best player available, but we've got to really focus on upside. There's no no getting around it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to uh, continue to, to focus there. And he makes a good point. I've said this before. The Royals and, and Salvador Perez, 17 home runs right now. One minute left in his one minute left as he starts his bonus time. Um, very, very big hill to climb there. <laughs> but um, he, the Royals have to underpay their top players if they're going to succeed. They have to. You could very much argue that uh, a guy like Salvador Perez, who's uh, currently at 18 home runs right now uh, in the Derby, he's underpaid. He's very much given the Royals a discount because he could make a lot more money considering how great he is on defense and, and how, re- how very strong he is on offense, especially with his, uh, with his power. You know, he's underpaid. There's a lot of guys that are, that are underpaid uh, for this Royals team when they were succeeding. Back he's in 2015. He's mashing right now. Oh, he is, he he's is. had like five or six in a row. Yeah, he's crushing right now. He's at 23. Uh, but he's, he's running out of time. But, uh, I mean, guys like, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Cain. When they were winning, they were underpaid. Greg Holland and and uh, and Wade Davis were about paid uh, accordingly to to what they uh, what they were. As Salvador Perez <laughs> finishes respectably twenty seven. He's not going to advance. Pete Alonso uh, thirty five home runs, just a monster number. But Salvi, he went out like a G. Twenty no, twenty eight home runs actually. Twenty eight home runs, finished just short. But he went out like a G. He went out gun guns a blazing. Hey, respect from Salvi. That was the second best performance of the of the Derby thus far. Alonso was just a monster that couldn't be stopped. Uh, so much credit because it didn't look. It looked like he might finish below uh, below the uh, the other guys there. Looked like he might not even pass uh, uh, Gallo's number in the in the from his matchup. But yeah. Lot of respect there for for Sally for going out like a G there with 28 home runs in the in the Derby. He loses to Pete Alonso 35-28, but that was a monster performance by by both Salvi and Pete Alonso. So credit to him. Shohei Otani is about to to go up there and uh, start his round against Juan Soto, but he brings up a, a really strong point that they have to underpay guys. They have to. They have to maximize talent. And obviously, signability played a part in this. But when they went out and they drafted uh, Frank Mazzucato, they went out and they got a guy that they thought was the best left-hander in the draft. It's not gonna, he's not going to be up in the majors anytime soon. 18 years old. They still got to sign him. When they do, because he's so young, he hasn't even grown into his frame yet. He's, they, they still believe that he can grow into his frame. He, they think his velocity can improve. He throws between 88 and 91. I think he can top out at 93, but it's not really consistent. So uh, right now, 91 is about the best he can do consistently. But they think he could probably be mid-90s consistently with this fastball. That's something that they can really look forward to, but it's going to be years away from paying off. But the Royals have to have this strategy when they draft because of the fact that they really can't afford to pay guys uh, market value 
when they are with this team. I mean, he just said, I don't even know Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts' agent. Like, that tells you all you need to know about how they approach free agency. It's basically bargain bin players that overproduce based on what they're being paid. Guys like Kendry's Morales, who basically overperformed what he was being paid. Those are the kind of guys that they, they go out and get. They are not going to go out and get prime free agents. They're just not going to do that. They can't afford to do that. They can't afford to go out there and pay Eric Hosmer $150 million. They just can't afford to do it. I mean, they they tried to, but Hosmer got a better deal with the Padres, and that's why he's in, in San Diego. Can't afford to make those kind of deals. As uh, Soto now is starting his uh, first round uh, matchup with Shohei Otani. Uh, you just... The Royals have to do things differently. They have to run their business differently. And I'm not going to be angry at them for going out and making a decision that works best for what they do to build their team. I understand people wanted the the guy that was mocked from the the scouts and whatnot, the draft guys from various media sources. But I think I'm going to trust the team because they've been doing a pretty damn good job thus far of being able to handle the, handle their financials and have success. Obviously, lately, it's been really tough, but we certainly have had a lot more success under Dayton more than we've had uh, since the 80s. So I think I'm going to I think I'm going to trust what he's doing and 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 say that, you know, they they've got a plan. And if their plan takes a little bit longer than we'd like to, sure, you know, it, it sucks that it's taking longer, but I, I think we can uh, get past that coming up next. There's somebody in the Royals organization that I think is kind of being scapegoated. And I, I, I want to talk about that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back in here on... Big at night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Nocero filling in for Bink. Grant Nicholson on the other side of the glass. If you want to weigh in on anything, you can call, you can text. Jay Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. There are people on the, on the text line that are pissed. Because apparently ESPN did an interview. I can't hear because obviously I'm doing a show. But I, I got the TV on in here, here in the, uh, in, in the, in the Brown and Cooper studio. And apparently they were doing an interview during the uh, during Salvi's uh, Salvi's round there in the uh, his matchup in the home run derby. And so they basically didn't really call the matchup. I don't know this. If I, I obviously don't know the depth of this, and I, I know that sometimes you know Kansas City fans, we can be a little sensitive about our treatment because you know small market complex. But I will say this: if true, it's going to fuel a whole lot of anger towards ESPN about how they treat uh, athletes from small markets like Kansas City. I don't know if it's true. I obviously can't listen to it because I'm doing a show, but apparently they uh, they disrespected Salvador Perez by doing an interview during his his turn in the uh, home run derby. Uh, Soto right now is almost finishing up his round there, and it uh, looks like he'll get to 23-ish probably. Uh, so it's not nearly as tough of a hill to climb. If you're just tuning in, if you did not see uh, Salvi's uh, performance, Went up against Pete Alonso from the from the Mets. Pete Alonso, 35 home runs, just rocking it out there. I mean, way above what everyone else had done before him. Just destroying that ball. And Salvi comes on, and he was slow at first. I think he had, what was it, 17 or 18 after he finished his regular time. He got a minute extra bonus time and hit another 10 home runs to finish with 28. He uh, falls just short. Seven home runs short of at least forcing a, a tiebreaker there with Alonso. But, uh, yeah, he, he will not advance in the home run derby. But it would be the second best uh, home run total of all the players if not for the 35 home runs from Alonso. So uh, Salvador Perez went out like a G and uh, much respect. Uh, Shohei Otani is a is, uh, about to go to the plate and start his round. So we'll see if he can live up to the the hype around him as uh, he has 33 home runs on the season. So uh, there certainly is a lot on the line here for him if he were to go out there and perform. Uh, now, there certainly is a, a storyline that's kind of been rolling around here the last few weeks or so. Uh, and it, it's in regards to the Royals pitching. And the Royals pitching has been dreadful this season. Um, you got guys like Brad Keller uh, who just, he's been, he struggled right now. He, he is struggling right now. Um, 
you've got guys in the bullpen that are, are are not really playing too hot right now. And so, you know, everyone is kind of trying to they're trying to find someone to blame, someone to put some onus on. And again, you know, we are we are football fans at heart. So when we look at other sports like the NFL, we look at things from a football lens. And right now, the guy that's getting the flack is one Cal Eldred, pitching coach for the Royals. Pitching has been such a struggle this year. Starters aren't living up to to the hype. You know, obviously, Keller, obviously, and Singer as well. Singer's someone that we've been looking at. Like, oh, man, we wish Singer was was doing better than he is. You had young guys come up like Coar and Lynch. You have Boobich on the roster. And, you know, the, the, the rotation has not been solid at all. The, the best pitcher you've had is Duffy, and Duffy's missed a lot of the season because of an IL stint. Bullpen's been a problem. I mean, right now everyone's calling for them to DFA Holland and, and, uh, and Wade Davis. Those guys have been struggling. Holland just gave up a, a walk-off home run late last week. So, you know, there's a lot of issues going on with this, this team's pitching. And it's really put them in a bad way because they are really trying to uh, get something going, getting, getting a, a run going, and they just can't because they can't rely on their pitching to keep them in games. But I feel like Eldred's being scapegoated a bit. Now, I understand, yeah, you know, coaching does matter to a certain extent. But baseball probably has the least impactful coaching at the professional level, at the major league level, least impactful coaching. I remember 2014, the Royals could not hit for most of that year. They were horrendous at hitting. And all year long, all we heard is they need to fire pitching the the hitting coach. And, you know, eventually they did. I think Grafal was the, I think Pedro Grafal was the hitting coach at the time. And I think he got moved over to like, you know, catch be, being the, the catcher's instructor and then they uh, they hired George Brett, made him, moved him from like a senior advisor role to being the, the hitting coach for the rest of the season. And it didn't fix anything. They still couldn't hit. And they couldn't hit until they got to the playoffs that year. And I don't think it was anything that George Brett did. I think it was the pressure of having to go out there and carry the team with the bats when these guys are young and don't have a ton of success, major league playing in major leagues is so hard. You've got a lot of people relying on you. And you you're really young. You've never done it before. And and again, you're facing tough pitchers and it's hard to go out there and hit. And a guy eventually these guys figured it out, get to the playoffs, pressure's relieved. You win the wild card game in comeback fashion, and all of a sudden you go undefeated until you get to the World Series. And, you know, then in the World Series, tough matchup, you fall just short, 90 feet short of tying it. I don't think any, any coaching fixed that. You know, Josh Vernier all the time, our, our, our 610 Sports Royals insider, talks all the time about how there's probably only five games that a manager wins or loses for your organization the entire year. The rest of the time, it's players. I don't feel like there's anything that Cal Eldred can do to fix the pitching. I just don't feel like there's anything he can do. At the end of the day, these guys got to figure it out themselves. These guys are pros. They've been in the minors for years. They learned, they got the instruction that they needed on mechanics. Now they just got to figure out how to do it at the majors. 
there's nothing that coaching is going to do to fix that. Like there's no, there's no tangible, like this isn't like positional coaches in the NFL where these guys coming from college have to learn really quickly how to play their position well. In Major League Baseball, these guys get years to develop. They get years to play against lesser competition. And then when they get to the pros, they just got to figure it out. Cal Eldred, you know, firing him is not going to fix it. It doesn't matter who you bring in. Not going to fix it. Keller's got to figure it out himself. Keller, all the time, every time he's on, he does the Brad Keller show on Fesco in the morning. All the time, he talks about how it's just something I got to fix, something I got to work on. And he, he's upbeat about it. You, you can tell he's not down, but he still hasn't figured it out yet. Ain't nothing Eldridge is going to be able to tell him to fix it. He's done it before. He just got to fix it himself and, and figure out what he's doing wrong with his command. And once he corrects that issue, he'll be back to what he was before. But people overrate coaching at the major league level. These guys are players. It's a player-driven sport. It got to a point in 2014 where the players had enough autonomy to call when they were just going to bunt by themselves. You didn't have and steal by themselves many times. You didn't have uh, Ned Yost out here doing signals saying, hey, steal. You know, hey, bunt here. These guys just knew. Lorenzo Kane knew, okay, this is a situation where I should probably bunt. And he was doing it, and it was working. They were moving guys up. He was getting on base. It was effective. The best thing you could do is just trust your players to figure out their issues themselves and and be able to figure out how to win, know exactly when to do things, and it, and it worked. Uh, Otani right now, 16 home runs as he goes into his bonus time. I think that was that 28 from Soto. So uh, he's going to have kind of an uphill battle to climb here. But, yeah, 16 from Shohei Otani as he goes into his bonus time in his uh, first-round matchup in the home run derby. It's, this is one of those leagues where there's, there's just much less tangible factors that we can judge as far as a player's performance or not. So I feel like Cal Eldridge being scapegoated a bit. This pitching staff's just not good enough right now. And there's nothing that they can really do about it because these guys just don't have it. I understand people being angry about um, the issues that this team has, and you have every right to want this team to fix those things. But just firing some guy because he's a coach of a position where the guys are struggling and they know what they need to do to fix it or should know what they need to do to fix it, uh, to me, that's not going to fix anything. To me, it's just firing people just to appease fans that don't know enough about what they're what they're talking about coming up next i'm going to tell you why anyone who's trying to to come up with any excuse the the excuses that people are making for baseball's lack of star power most of those excuses are wrong at night. hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back in here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, Chris and Ocero. So Juan Soto finished with 22, actually, in his first uh, in his first round. Shohei Otani matched that. So they, they're now going into a tiebreaker round, and Soto got six more. So he's at 28. Shohei now is up there, going to try to see if he can reach that number. If Shohei loses, their golden boy is gone in the first matchup. I mean, if you're Manfred, you're like, oh, that's not good. I mean, maybe they 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 build up someone else, but yeah. This I mean, is, isn't this going to be the most, maybe just because Kansas City guy's in it, but I feel like this is going to be the most watched home run derby in a while. Oh, I feel yeah. like they pushed it with Otani pretty good. Certainly. I mean, I, I Otani they push, but like, that's it. Like, they didn't push Salvi. It, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that. Alonso was going to be in there, you know, Trevor story and, and, and Joey Gallo didn't know those guys were going to be in there, but yeah, I, I, I knew Salvi was going to be in there, but only because he was our guy, but they, I mean, they had a nice video package for Shohei Otani. Like they, I, I think the angels put that out or maybe Shohei had some people do it himself, but yeah, they put it out according to the text line, uh, Jay Southland toe service text line, which is nine, one, three, five, seven, six, seven, six, 10. Uh, somebody on the text line said that they only mentioned Salvi once. During his his uh, his his turn there uh, in the Derby, so people are are very pissed about uh, about how they are are handling how they handled Salvi's turn there. Uh, Shohei Otani <laughs> access from training. Shohei Otani, I think he matched Soto again. I think he I think the, I think he got to twenty eight again. So I think they're going to do another another round. Uh, maybe I saw that wrong, but it looked like he got to twenty eight. So, yeah, these guys are going to be tired. They got Ken Griffey Jr. right now that they're talking to. Um, man, this, Shohei's really is really pushing there. Man, this is a this is actually a hell of a matchup here. I still I mean, still. Salvador Perez, 28 home runs in in his total of four minutes, three plus the one minute bonus, which is better than Soto and Otani. So you gotta give uh Actually, it matches them now, but it's better during their regular time. So you got to give him a lot of credit. Alonso was just a buzzsaw. 35 home runs in his his matchup there. But I want to get back into what I was talking about uh, earlier on the show, about how baseball has this star problem, if you will, where, you know, as, as my producer Grant Nicholson alluded to, they really promoted Shohei Otani to a certain extent. They didn't promote the the contest as much as they should, but certainly Shohei's been the talk of the Derby, the talk of All-Star Weekend in general. You know, uh, He's going to be starting in the All-Star game as the pitcher, and he's also going to be batting, so 
you know, certainly we're going to see some amazing athletic feats from him. And, and certainly I'm, I'm hoping baseball hopes that he shows out in that all-star game because uh, he's going to be very important for them building the, the star power of their, of their uh, league as uh, Soto now uh, starts taking some more swings here as uh, yeah, he and uh, Otani are tied at 28 doing a third, a second tiebreaker matchup here. Um, I feel like baseball's really dropped the ball as far as marketing stars. They really don't do a good enough job at building up their star players. Now, certainly there's problems. Um, Anyone who grew up watching the Royals back in the 2000s knows that watching the Royals back then was almost impossible on television. You know, when I was growing up, mid-2000s, and I was in high school, you really only had one option to watch the Royals, which was the RSTN, the Royal Sports Television Network. And they showed opening day. It was on Channel 38. You got opening day. You got the away, the Sunday away games and the Saturday home games, I believe. But that was it. So you get like one game a week, uh, and and that's it. And it was tough because otherwise you you just had to listen to Bob Davis and Denny Matthews call the games on on the radio. And I just remember watching a lot more like Braves baseball on TBS and Cubs baseball on WGN or, you know, any of the national, any of the teams on the Fox Saturday games than I ever did the Royals. So it was easy to follow all those different teams. But nowadays, it's really hard to do it unless you're like a real diehard because if you're watching your favorite team, you're not going to really have time to watch a bunch of other baseball elsewhere. You're just not going to have a ton of time. You're not going to have a bunch of time. Like, you're if you're watching every game that the Royals play in a week, you're committing 15 to 21 hours a week to watching Royals baseball. That's a part-time job, basically. And then you would have to watch other games that are on uh, on national television, your Saturday afternoon games on Fox, your Sunday night baseball on ESPN, or your Wednesday night baseball, or the rare Monday night baseball game that ESPN would have. That's it. And ESPN has actually cut back on their national games that they're going to be showing. Uh, they, they, they've usually shown 90 games a year. Their, their new uh, deal with Major League Baseball has cut it down to uh, has cut it down to 30 games. So basically they're just going to run like one game a week with like maybe a few weeks where they run two. That's it. Like that's all they're going to have is, is those. As it looks like uh, Juan Soto has defeated the golden boy Shohei Otani in his first round matchup in the home run derby. Uh, Soto finished with 31. Uh, I think Shohei only had 28. So, uh, yeah, now the first round matchups are finished. If you're just tuning in, uh, Salvador Perez uh, put up a monster performance, 28 home runs in the first round, but he fell short as as Pete Alonso had a great, just absolutely amazing first round matchup with 35 home runs. So, uh, yeah, Salvi's out, Shohei's out. Um, so, yeah, that rooting interest is kind of down now for the home run derby. Um I'm pretty sure, though, everyone tomorrow will be talking about it. But Major League Baseball really is struggling to try and build up 
all of the extra talent that they have because they've got so much, you know, so many talented guys in the league like Mike Trout and, and you know, obviously Shohei Otani. They got a team in the Angels that's full of talent. And it doesn't always translate to success. You know, Mike Trout's never won a playoff game in his career. Shohei Otani never won a playoff game in his career. Devin Booker was a guy from my Phoenix Suns that a lot of people gave a lot of flack for because he put up these great stats. He's only made an all-star game because he was added as an alternate because of injury. And now people are starting to give Devin Booker his respect because of the finals run that, that my Phoenix Suns are on. But he was getting a lot of a lot of flack because he, they, they were calling him an empty stats guy because he put all these numbers up, but it wouldn't succeed. He wouldn't succeed in the playoffs. He didn't, he didn't even make the playoffs in his career up until this year. There's a lot of players in baseball that are great that have struggled to win championships or have never won championships. Clayton Kershaw was like that up until the Dodgers won the title last year. Clayton Kershaw was getting a lot of flack for losing in the playoffs. Mike Trout has never won a playoff game. The only time they've been in the playoffs was when they lost to the Royals in 2014 in three games. When they had, I think they had the best record in baseball or the best record in the American League, and they lost to the Royals in three games. They got swept. Like, that is the kind of sport that they're in. Superstars don't always equal success in baseball. And that's very problematic for a sport that has really tried to build itself on its stars but hasn't been able to do it. And you hear guys like Rob Manfred go out there and basically try and blame players for their own struggles at building stars. And, like, that's just not how it works. If you watch the NBA, every time they promote games for national television, it's the stars that they promote. Not just the teams, the stars. Whenever you see NFL games, like it's Chiefs versus Ravens, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Chiefs-Bills, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. You don't get that in baseball. Baseball, it's Yankees-Red Sox. You know, it is, it's the Subway Series that they just did recently. Yankees-Mets, you know. It's matchups like that. It's teams. It's uh, this team's in first place in the NL East, uh, you know, versus this team that's in second place. It's Mets-Phillies. You know, it's matchups like that. They promote teams, but they don't promote the players enough. There needs to be more promotion of Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres. There needs to be more of that. And I feel like baseball's really kind of dropped the ball in that. And if baseball really wants to be the kind of sport that the NFL and, and, and the NBA are, they got to they gotta stand up and build more stars. Coming up next... We'll keep you updated on uh, the second-round matchups of the uh, home run derby. Salvador Perez is out, lost in a tough matchup versus Pete Alonso. Plus, I give you my thoughts. UFC 264, next. Bing at night. Final few minutes here on Beak at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Christian Ocero, Grant Nicholson. Controversy in Denver. Kansas City fans are pissed. This is going to be the story that you hear uh, tomorrow, 558 Fesco in the morning, and stick with us throughout the day. Everybody's going to be talking about this. People are pissed at how ESPN handled Salvador Perez's uh, round in the home run derby. If you're just tuning in, if you haven't heard Salvador Perez, first round, 
He lost to Pete Alonso 35-28. It was the second best performance of the first round in the regulation time of any uh, of any hitter in the Derby. Um, you did get 31 from Soto, but he had two tiebreakers to get there. And you got 28 from Shohei Otani, but again, two tiebreakers to get there. So uh, hats off to Salvador Perez for going out like a G. He did not disappoint. He lost, but 35 home runs is so hard to beat. We all, me and Grant both knew, like, oh, no. As long as he goes out with a respectable number, we'll be happy with it. But, yes, people are mad two reasons. One, they're mad because of the way that they basically just had an interview going on the entire time that Salvador Perez was doing his his uh, his round. Somebody on the on the on the J Southland Toe Service text line, which is nine one three five seven six seven six ten, said that basically they ignored Salvi. They like mentioned him once the entire round. So yeah. People are gonna especially here in Kansas City people are gonna be pissed about that. But there's also some anger about the format. Because the format is basically it's eight hitters. Uh, so you've just got a bracket style tournament. And I mean, I completely understand the anger behind it because, hey, you've got, I mean, it used to be the format was like the best, was it the best four hitters move on and then the best two. And then out, after that, you get a, you get a one-on-one situation there. And if that were the case, Salvador Perez would be guaranteed to move on. He'd move on to the top four. And and you would see him competing for the for the title in the second round here, but obviously that did not happen. The matchup format has cost Salvador Perez and Kansas City a chance at getting that home run derby championship. I completely understand why why fans are mad, but I actually like the matchup format. Um, it's going on really long. I mean, I, before. Before we even got on the air, uh, my producer Grant was like, uh, you think it's like a two-hour thing? And I was like, you know, it'll probably be like done in an hour and a half. No, this is going to be like probably two and a half hours. I mean, we got more than that. It started at seven. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have less matchups now, but yeah, they're just Still getting... going to go another hour. I bet, I bet it three. might. I mean, it just might. You, you might actually be right now because, yeah, this is just the start. They're in the first of the second round matchups. Uh, Trevor Story's got a minute left. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got six home runs. So yeah, they this is this might take forever, especially if there's like another tiebreaker again, like there was with with Soto versus Otani. Otani gets knocked out by by Juan Soto from the Nationals. Um, man, this is this is actually really entertaining though. A lot, and that's what a lot of people said about the the Otani and Soto matchup. It sucks that Otani got tossed out first, but yeah, it's. Uh, it it, it kind of sucks because you lose the star power of Otani, who's kind of been the golden boy for Major League Baseball this entire uh, this entire weekend. Um, yeah, it it and we got people coming in on the on the on the J Southland Toe Service text line should be top home runs. Uh, yeah, I like I said, I I understand. I, I and if you're angry about it, hey, I I completely understand why you would be that way. But I do I do like the I do like the. I do like the format. I'm perfectly cool with this bracket format that they have with the matchups because I, I think it makes it more interesting. Um, it's Sometimes it can be hard to keep track of the, the, the rankings like that for who has the top home run. So, But it does suck because it means that our guy Salvador Perez is, not, is no longer in 
the the running to win the derby because he just ran into a buzzsaw in in Pete Alonso. So it'll be the story that we hear all tomorrow. Is going to be the lead on every show tomorrow. Um, make sure you tune in. We'll have the highlights for it. Um, going to be a very very interesting talking point. Looks like Trevor Story uh, in a break here before he does his uh, before he does his uh, bonus time there. But yeah, now we're gonna see the num the home run numbers go down because these guys are tired. This is an endu- this is not just about hitting with power. This is endurance, and these guys are getting tired now. I mean, you could kind of tell that Juan Soto was starting to wear down a bit, and Shohei Otani were when they were in their tie break. But still, those guys went out there and brought it until until Soto pulled off that upset. Special thanks to Grant Nicholson for doing all the hard work keeping us on the air. If you missed any of my takes, 610sports.com, Odyssey app, Bink at Night, Bink slash Bink Sunday. Listen to the full three hours there. Special thanks to you, the listener, for taking time out of your Monday evening to listen to me. I'm Christian Ocero, and this was Bink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio on 610sports.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.